What's going on, family? Pastor Sergio Chavez reporting live and direct to you and yours. And listen, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in to My Hope Center podcast, your place for motivation, hope, and empowerment. Years ago, I had the very unique uh, experience of, um, of working in, uh, in a county jail. And I did it for a period of time. I was working with, uh, with some young adults in, in the county jail. And um, in part, it was a unique experience because I was grateful to be able to go in and do the work that I was doing with these young men uh, that were in there. Some were there for just a short amount of time. Some were in there for a very long time. And I came in and we were doing some leadership development things, some character development thing. We were, uh, we were discussing things about faith and relationships and uh, uh, really as a program to support these young inmates. And uh, it was a unique experience because I'll be honest with you, at times it was, it was a struggle for me because uh, I was grateful to be able to go in, but it would always hit me right towards the end of our sessions when we would meet was, that, was, was the fact that I was able to walk out of that jail but these young men had to stay in the jail. And, uh, and I'll be honest with you, it was a thing that I really had to pray through. It wasn't an easy thing because when you are locked in with those gentlemen in there, you are locked in with them. But I had the opportunity to be able to walk out and they had to stay in there. And, and, and so, you know, it was, it was a, a unique experience, as I mentioned, for, because I, I, I carried memories and, and lessons and different things that I cherish to this day from that particular experience. But here's one of the challenges that I ran into as well. Uh, as I continued the work, really it was to support these young men. And if, if any of them were to transition out of jail um, soon, then we would be, uh, as, as they call it, neighborhood vernacular and ghetto rhetoric, we call it on the outside. You know, when they would come to the outside and be and re and re uh, reinstate into society, we would be there to support them. Here's what my struggle lied, Brother Tinez. My struggle lied that there were several young men that were released and I was so excited for them. I was so happy for them that I was going to be able to meet them on the outside. It was an experience to be with them locked inside, but I, I would be so uh, grateful and, 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 and joyful to know that the, some of those young men would, I would meet them outside and we would be able to, to have the meals that we talked about when they were locked inside. You know, they didn't know, they didn't know the taste of what a soda was in years. They didn't know uh, what, a, what a good meal was on the, uh, on the outside. And so I was glad to be able to meet them but here's where the challenge was uh, several of them were released uh, and then they and then they returned back to jail and not and not after a long period in fact it was it was a short time so I would see them on the outside and not too long after I'm still continuing my work and they will be back in my program in jail it's called recidivism. It's called, uh, in layman's term, it's called a relapse. Meaning as in, they came out, but when they came out, they still came out to the same people, circumstances, environments, neighborhoods, situations, that when things got real on the outside, when the pressures got real, when the stressors, when the mental breakdowns, when the triggers got real, all they knew was to default to what landed them in the first place in jail and they would return back to jail. I'm gonna help someone today. 
It was something that, that impacted me greatly. In fact, I will be saddened because to me, it just boggled my mind. I'm like, you were just out and you were telling me how much you were going to change once you got out and how much you were going to be there for your family and how things were going to be different. But when you came out and you had the privilege and you had the opportunity to give out, you took it for granted. You made a mistake again. You stepped into the same things you were once into that landed you back in a jail. And here's what I realized, Hope Center family. Oftentimes, you can be free physically, but still be emotionally, mentally, and spiritually in chains. It's very possible to be free physically. In fact, I'm looking at some people, maybe you've never been in a jail, but maybe your mind is still in a jail. A prison of fear. A prison of doubt, a prison of anxiety, a prison of depression. Although you're free physically, you're able to move, you're able to use the restroom when you want, you're able to eat whenever you want, nobody's telling you when you need to shower, you're able to do all of these things, but you still live with the shackles and chains of those things that once had you bound and you quite haven't been able to let those things go. And so you're experiencing, and here it is, oftentimes you come to the Lord and you experience the goodness of God and you experience a good week of freedom and you're free from that addiction or maybe a month of that freedom and you're excited because you're coming to church but then the triggers get real again oh am I talking to a church in here the stressors get real the the anxiety gets real the fear you start to get overwhelmed and then you experience recidivism a relapse and so I want to talk to somebody today because here's what I want you to understand. In life, and I know you, you came for good news because when you come to church, you want to hear good news. I know you want to hear good news. But is it all right if I give you the bad news before I give you the good news? You ever ask that when somebody's like, you want the good news or the bad news? What do you say first? What do you say first? I say bad news. Let's get it out the way. I just want to get it out the way and let me deal with it. I want to end on a good note. Here's the bad news. The reality of life is that we live in a sinful, broken world. And as a consequence, there will always be stress. There will always be pressure. There will always be anxiety. There will always be problems. There will always be suffering and evil. These things, these things will always take place. But here is the good news. For those who are believers and are in Christ Jesus, although you may experience stress, anxiety, and all these different things, because uh, I want to tell you, you're not exempt from depression, anxiety, fear, doubts, moments of shame, and all these things. Although you're a believer, you may and can experience these things. But the good news is for those who are believers you can change the way you respond to these things that's the wonderful news can I talk about pressure today oh pressure anyone ever gone through pressure uh, uh, when you think of your job pressure you think about your co-workers and the tension of your work environment you think about your boss you think about the overload because because you're taking on the job of three people anybody know what I'm talking about uh, you signed up for one job you're taking four jobs in different roles uh, 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 that can be pressure uh, when you think about your money you look at your bank account and the way it's set up you're looking at it and you're like my money looking real funny uh, 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 that can be for some pressure anybody know what I'm talking about uh, uh, when you think about when you 
you think about your health for some that can be pressure you think about the health crisis in your own life or in your family whether it's terminal whether it's chronic illness when you think about relationships and all that come with it it could be divorce it could be a death of a spouse it could be arguments with friends and family when you think about your nutrition for some of y'all that's pressure because you're not you're not properly uh, getting the nutrients that you need you're overeating and you're stressed out and so you're seeking ice cream late at night as comfort food y'all not saying anything to me you're looking for some fast food because you want to feel good for all the pressure that can be pressure a uh, uh, social media can be pressure because you're comparing yourself you're saying i'm doing the same thing why is that person uh, uh, advanced or more far along or you're looking at somebody the way they look or the things that they have now realizing that a lot of that stuff is borrowed all we show and i say we because i do it too uh, all we show are the highlight reels but 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 behind the highlight there's a real life there are real issues there are real stressors so don't get caught up in the hype that you see baby because <laughs> all they show you is the glory but you don't know the backstory social media the pressures that come with it because some experience bullying some of y'all start creating threads on facebook and you start arguing with people that make no sense on there <laughs> on your comments or dming people talking about why you post that picture why were you out with them why you ain't invite me am i talking to anybody <laughs> i'm getting in your business how does he know i've been praying the Holy Spirit revealed these things to me not flesh and blood because I don't follow most of y'all this is the Holy Spirit <laughs> social media can be a trigger for many it could be a, in fact many become addicted to so first thing you wake up in the morning you look to it you don't even look for anything else before you thank God you're looking for that phone you hear my wife shine praising because I've done it too but but I got delivered in the I declare war series <laughs> Where my wife at? Say amen, wifey. There you go. <laughs> yeah, these things, these things can be pressure. You know, stress, and I want you to, 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 if you're writing notes down, stress is the psychological, physiological, behavioral response by an individual when they perceive a lack of balance between the demands placed upon them and their ability to meet those demands so when you are stressed is because you are feeling that your plate is too full and you you're biting more than you can chew and so not only does your mind get triggered but also your body physiologically your body and even your behavior becomes triggered and so and so my definition of, of pressure my definition of stress is too much pressure in an area that has been mismanaged or hasn't been assessed I'm gonna say that I'm gonna throw that again for those that are here with me stress is a result of of too much weight in an area that hasn't been managed or assessed see if, if, if for those that work out shout out to hope fit and 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 i praise the lord for you uh, uh, uh one thing that i've learned one thing that i've learned with 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 my great hope fit trainers and leadership one thing they've taught me is that you've got to when you're doing a particular workout it can be strain, strenuous on your body so what you have to do is maintain your form is that correct you've got to maintain a form because if you don't maintain your form and you place too much weight in a certain area what's going to happen you're going to strain or break. 
the area. The same thing is true in our minds. When we don't manage our form, when we don't assess the things that are on our plate, when we mismanage our time, our resources, and our energy, those things begin to cause a strain on our minds and on our bodies. So stress is too much demand or too much pressure in an area that has not been assessed or has been mismanaged. An estimated, catch this, an estimated 8.3, my Lord, 8.3 million American adults were reported to have experienced serious psychological distress. 8.3 million American adults experienced serious psychological distress. The World Labor Report, catch this, has stated that stress has become one of the most serious health issues of the 20th century and a worldwide epidemic. Have you ever experienced, you know, stress is like, is like the story that I once heard of a frog that was just in a pot of water and was just, was just swimming around busily, but didn't realize that somebody was turning up the heat and the pressure on the stove, and it didn't even notice it. It was just, it was just swimming around in the frog before it even realized it could not survive because stress and pressure is much that way that we don't even notice. It's just the pressure just slightly increases, increases, and before you know it, you are burnt out. So the reality I'm laying a foundation for this series. The reality is that we cannot avoid stressors, pressures, and triggers, but you can change the way that you respond. Stress is inevitable, inevitable but burnout is, uh, is preventable. And so you can prevent over time these results in your life. And so today I wanna to share with you two points. I just have two points with the time that I have on how to overcome these stressors, these pressures biblically, because here it is, I can't, I can't do, I can't give you a couple Hail Marys and do a magic trick on you and it'll just relieve you of your stress and your pressure. No, we've got to address this thing practically. We got to address this thing, really getting in the word about how to overcome these things. So that's what we're gonna do. That's why you can't miss out here in this series because I believe it's really gonna help you. The first thing that I wanna share in how to deal with the stress and pressures in life, the first thing is, is understanding that renovation brings transformation I want you to write that down if you're taking notes and my five I think you left me already I haven't heard you say anything for the last 10 minutes <laughs> all right you back all right all right uh, renovation brings transformation let's look at the scripture let's see what the, what the scripture declares here I love this scripture. I often refer to this and teach from this because the book of Romans, uh, written by the Apostle Paul under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, such a powerful book. In fact, the early church fathers, Martin Luther being one of them, said that if you remove the entire Bible and you just had the book of John and the book of Romans, you would have everything that you need to know how to live as a believer. It, 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 he's saying if, if it was all removed and you just had those two books, the book of John and the book of Romans, you would have everything you need to establish you in your faith, affirm you in your faith, and give you the, the, the most foundational doctrines because the book of Romans is so rich theologically. In the book of Romans, we, we, we grasp a theology of justification, as it says in chapter 5. and chapter 6, 7, 8, it talks about sanctification and all of these doctrinal things that are very important for us to understand as believers and know that it is not by works, but it is in fact by faith in Christ Jesus that we are justified and we have everlasting life. And so here it is. It teaches us how to live 
live as believers because stress was real even back in those days. God knew we would deal with stress even in these days. So he, he gives us tools and equips us in the scripture on how to live our lives and how to conduct ourselves in the times that we live in. It, look what the scripture says in Romans chapter 12 verse 1. It says, therefore I urge you brothers and sisters. When it says I urge you, he's like, the language there is he's yelling, he's exclaiming. The, another word for that is beseech. Brethren, my brothers and sisters, I beg you, I plead with you. In view of God's mercy, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. And here's where we get into the good stuff. Let's go to the next verse. It says, do not, here it is, conform to the pattern of this world. Meaning as in when the world is losing their minds, don't lose yours. When, when society is telling you to think a certain way, to live a certain way, to do things according to the standard of society and culture, he's saying, listen, no, 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 no. Don't do it that way. Don't conform to the age or don't conform to those patterns. He's saying, but be transformed by the rut, by the what renewing. Can I tell you, baby, the battle is in your mind. Some of your oppression is not physical. Some of your oppression, some of y'all like, if I had more money, can I tell you, you wouldn't know what to do with it. Because the chain is mentally, is in your mind. Do you know how many people have said, if I became a millionaire and they got the millions and they lost it. This is a fact. Most people that win the lotteries, when they come from a place that, that's, that's had an impoverished mindset or culture, they're more likely to spend it all or waste it is the better word within a matter of weeks. We often say, if I had more money, if I had more time, if I just married that person and not the person that I'm with. If I was with them, look at the way they treat them. Look at the way they do. And you get caught up in this thing because you're conforming to the age, the patterns of the world. And you're thinking from a, a fleshly mindset. And you say, if I just had this, if I just had that. But here it is. He's saying, you've got to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's the renewing of your mind that brings transformation. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and pleasing, perfect will. Renovation is messy. When anything is being renewed, it is extremely messy. In fact, realtors will tell you it is, it is it's much easier for us to just get a brand new construction than to get one of those fixer-uppers because you gotta be willing to invest some time, some money, and some energy, and here it is, a lot of headaches. Because it's difficult to renew something when it's had a stubborn foundation for so long. So here we are, we come to the Lord, and we've had some of us, we, we came to the Lord young, some of us came a little older, young adult, so we had years and years of a foundation that was built, built on the patterns of the world, that was built on the foundation of other, what other people taught us, and then when we come to the Lord, we start to get, we start to clash with the Word of God, because God desires to renew us. In other words, remove that old foundation. He says, I want to make you new. So not only do I want to change the windows, 
the doors and, and I, I want to add some furnishing here. He said, I want to get to the root. I want to get to those real hardcore issues in your heart. I want to deal with those things, the bondages, those struggles of how you grew up in the environment you grew up in, how you grew up talking, how you grew up conducting yourself. I know that's how they taught you how to be a husband and a father, but God is saying, I want to renew that mindset. I want to teach you how to be a man after God's heart. You're saying, this is how I learned how to be a mother, but God says, I want to renew that concept. This is how I learned to live my life. This is how I learned to work and do all the things that I do. And God desires to get into the foundation. He desires, that's why when you get saved, it's a little messy sometimes. Some of y'all were taught, oh, it's just a, a cut, easy, dry situation. You come to the Lord, oh, it's a bed of roses, and you just, Lord, your suffering ends and everything is beautiful. No, I don't want to sell you a false gospel, baby. I want to sell you the real thing. Renovate. Why, why, why is this so messy? Why is this so challenging? Because we tend to want to do things our way. And we have, here it is, a designer, an architect, the one who created you, the one who made you, the one who laid a blueprint for your life, even before the foundations of the earth, even while you were in your mother's womb. He said, I've designed you this way. He desires to reconstruct, get rid of those things from the foundation. And so, and so how are we transformed? It's through the renewing of our mind. And it is when we renew our minds that transformation comes and we begin to see, we begin to look at stress from a different viewpoint. Because it, it, it's all in your mind and because it's all in your mind, what enters your mind are the things that you see. I'm gonna help somebody today. So this thing is all about perspective. Someone say perspective. Uh, in order for us to deal with the mind, we have to understand that in the mind, we deal with perspectives. You can have two people in the same circumstance situation and their outcomes be totally different when they come out of it. It's all about perspective. There were two brothers, and I heard this story long ago, two brothers, one of them became a multimillionaire, another one was a drug addict. When they interviewed the one that was ultra successful, high achieving, and, uh, but humble, an awesome guy, and, and a multimillionaire, they asked him, they were like, how did you accomplish the things that you accomplished? And he says, well, my parents were drug addicts, so that became my fuel for me to do things different and work hard and be ambitious and have drive and help people. They also interviewed the brother. Your brother is high achieving a drug addict. How did you end up in the situation, circumstance you're in? He said, my parents were drug addicts. Are you still here? They had, the, they had the same answer. But one said, I'm going to use this as my fuel. And one said, I'm going to use this as my crutch. So it's all about perspective. And in life, we have opportunities to, to, to choose when it comes to perspective. Because you will either drown or rise based on what you focus on. When you look at the situation at your job, you can choose your perspective. Because our stress and our struggle comes from the fact that we don't have control. But this thing is about perspective. It, 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 the stress breaks when you embrace the fact that some things are out of my control. I can't control how my coworker is going to wake up in the morning. I can't control how my husband is going to start fussing as soon as he wake up because I didn't make his breakfast right. I can't stop because I didn't do the laundry right. My, my wife is going to start. I can't control these things. I can't control the weather. I can't. There's so much out of your hands. 
And so it's all about perspective. It's about how you respond to it. And the Apostle Paul tells us how to respond to it because this thing is look at your neighbor and tell him this is about perspective. This is about perspective because you can either drown or rise based on what you focus on. Some choose when they see a difficulty to focus on the problem and you marinate on the problem that problem is on your mind while you're sleeping at night. It's, it's, like, it's like you're on a mental treadmill. You just, that thing is working and you're not going anywhere. And the more you think about it, the deeper you are in that hole of pressure, stress, and that trigger. And can I tell you, the more you think about it, you're not creating any solutions. And so this thing is about perspective. That, that there are some that look at difficulty and say, that's interesting, that's a good opportunity there. <laughs> An opportunity for me to grow. An opportunity for me to see things, not from here it is, and I want you to catch it if you're still here. Not to see this situation from my viewpoint, but to see it from God's viewpoint. Because the Bible declares in Jeremiah that his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are high. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. So can I elevate your thinking today? Can I, can I upgrade your thinking today? Because some of us are in that rut, some of us are in that funk, because all we do is think on the issue. Think about what that person said. Think about how they treated me. Think about how I grew up. Think about how there's, there's no way possible that I'm gonna survive. All you do is think, but today, I wanna challenge your thinking today, and I wanna give you something to think about. Look at what the Bible says, here it is, in Philippians chapter four, verse eight. This is from a dude who's in jail, by the way. The Apostle Paul is writing this while he was persecuted and in prison. Look at what he says in Philippians chapter 4. It's coming up, I promise you. And It's not on there, right? Ah, oh, here we go. Don't worry. It's not coming, right? <laughs> it ain't come, right? Okay. Look at it, Philippians 4 verse 8, you got it there. Finally, here it is, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, here it is, think about these things. Think about these things. You can choose how you will respond. You can choose how you will look at that situation. While I continue to view this situation from this viewpoint, which is very narrow and it's fixed, and I don't have a larger perspective. See, when you're so close to a situation, you're looking at it face at face value and you're so close to it that all you see is what you see that you don't take a step back to look at it from a different perspective and what you believe is something that was meant to kill you harm you God can says the things that were meant to kill you harm you destroy you he says I can make all those things work together what you see as junk and doesn't have value 
God says, that's what you see, but can I tell you? I see something of value. You may look at your marriage and say, this thing is not going anywhere. But when God, God says, you know what? I see a blessed marriage. I see a healthy marriage. I see, but it comes through the renewing of the mind. Whatever is pure, whatever is excellent, whatever is admirable, whatever is lovely, whatever is praiseworthy. Think about these things so you can look at that man and see the fool in that man that you have. Or you can see the king in them. So you can look at your finances and say, there's no way I'll be able to survive. Or you can say, this is an interesting way for me to get creative. I used to think us meeting in a school was a problem, was a limitation. I was right here and us being in this school before we got the building before we get it has forced us to create has forced us to come together and rally around and say even if it's raining outside we gonna set up in that rain even if it's snowing we gonna set up in that snow even if we don't have the building we gonna praise God like we got a thousand people like we got a building that's paid off we whatever is pure whatever is admirable whatever is lovely think about these things you see those things as a weakness but god says i perfect my power in weakness I can't say, my God, I feel like preaching this thing now. I want to prophesy over somebody that's looking at their situation as a limitation. You're seeing that thing as a disability. You're seeing that thing as a, as a problem in a mountain that will never be able to be resolved. But I prophesy over somebody that God will show his power and his might over the mountain, over the circumstance, over that issue, over that limitation because he has no limitation when you look at that thing so close you got to take a step back and you've got to view say God listen when I get so overwhelmed y'all think y'all the only one that get overwhelmed no I get I get stressed I get triggered I get I get all those things and more and then when I see my wife laughing, she's like, yeah, he do. I got to be helping, praying for him, prophesying to him, laying hands on him, pouring oil on him. <laughs> Can I keep it real? But every time I'm in that fire, I say, God, I can't control this situation, but teach me your ways. The more I try to control it, the more I mess it up. God, what is it that you're trying to teach me? God, what is it that you want to show me? Here I am. Am I talking to anybody in the house? I had a whole nother point. I'm going to just park it right there. Got to come back. This thing is about perspective. When you 
walk into a place you can be the one that sees the fault the issue the problem the lack or you can see the opportunity and walk into any environment and say hmm seems like they're missing this seems like they need support in this area seems like they're not as skilled in this area what can i do to be a blessing when you see when you look at your relationships when you look at your marriage when you look at your children see we can we can complain all day and night how these kids got me stressed out Lord, the wife you gave me, the husband you gave me, the family you gave me. And then we begin to ask for God to deliver us from the things that used to be our prayer requests. I'm gonna say it again because some of y'all didn't catch it. Let me rewind. You're asking God to take you out of the things that one day you prayed for. So I want to challenge when you see things in your children, you're like, man, that stresses me out. Then you sh the question should be, what can I do to facilitate helping them in that area? You can live your life from a deficit standpoint, or you can choose to view it from a perspective of, I see the strength when others see the weakness. I see the value when others don't see it. I, God said, he said, he said, I see the heart while you look at the appearance. But you've got to, in order to get to that place, you've got to view it from, your, from, from the lens of the spirit. You've got to view it. Whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, you can wake up tomorrow knowing it's Monday, and you can wake up in the morning first and here we go again. Lord, have another Monday. Lord Jesus, I've got to deal with this traffic because the DMV traffic will make you lose your mind. See, we have very unique stressors based on the context of where we live, the family we belong. It's very unique. You know, maybe you have stressors, triggers, things that I, I, I may have no idea about, but the principle remains true. Whatever is lovely, you can choose to say, oh, Lord, it's another Monday. Are these people going to stress me? Or you can say, today is the day that the Lord has made. I choose to rejoice and be glad in it you rehearse your responses to people that usually trigger you before you get to that office before you go to that classroom people gonna act a fool you already rehearse you you you, you talk to yourself and you pray and you say Lord I, this I know they're gonna act like this so Lord give me the words Give me the wisdom. Help me not to react the way I would react, but give me your perspective. Help me see, oh, this is a bold prayer you gotta pray. I pray this every day. Help me to see people not the way I see them, but how you see them. Because when you see things the way he sees it, it will be a lot different from the way you see it. Once again, thanks so much for tuning into today's message. I pray that it was a blessing to you. I'm so glad that you were able to hear today's message, but can I tell you there's nothing like the live experience. Would you join us on a Sunday afternoon at 1.30? We meet at Greenbelt Middle, 6301 Breezewood Drive in Greenbelt, Maryland. I want you to mark your calendars for October 25th and 26th. We are hosting for the very first time our I Declare War Conference. It's going to be an incredible time and I don't want you to miss out. We're going to have 
awesome worship. We're going to have a powerful speaker, an awesome man of God by the name of Alexander Pagani, who's coming in from New York. And so I want you to be there. I want you to get connected. You can find out more information on our social media at My Hope Center on every platform. And also, you can check out more information at myhopecenter.org. I hope to see you soon. So until then, peace, love, and God bless.